Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 11 of the Lose Change podcast. We've got Kai drinking beers. We've got Brayden looking for love. We got Stuart, who's, I don't know, where are you doing, Stuart? Nothing important. As per usual, Stuart's doing nothing usual. important. Um, we got hockey on the agenda. We got a few guys talking hockey, giving their two cents on everything, including the series the stanley cup final we're gonna relish in our con Smythe bets and how makar is definitely gonna make us some money we're gonna talk about weber for dadanov the blockbuster of the summer and possibly more blockbusters later before we talk kenobi and brains love um guys let's hop right into it what the fuck is going on with colorado and tampa bay what was that 7-0 smacking in game two all about well uh as hockey analysts have seen all throughout but in all seriousness, like Tampa has consistently shown over time that they struggle to play with speed. Yeah. So Colorado has been taking it to them, like from they have episode one, season one, all the way through right now. Well, mm-hmm. look at the course of the whole playoffs. Who's the team like originally? Who's the team that they had tr- trouble with? They had trouble with the Leafs. It wasn't easy. Why? Because the Leafs played up tempo. It was fast. They got in around them and Tampa wasn't able to match that. Right. Then they were able to lock things down and move forward with it. Florida, we know that like they steamrolled them. Not an issue there. New York, same issue. New York was fast. It took time for them to adjust to it. And the way that we've seen them adjust to it is that what Tampa has to do in turn is sacrifice more offensive or sorry, more defensive aspects of their own game in order to get more offensive chances. And where that worked against the Leafs and the Rangers, because for whatever reason, those offenses couldn't, you know, get a, or, uh, well, the least could get past Vasilevsky, but we know that the yeah, okay. That evens. Dude, Colorado's a different beast. Like, you can't let Vasilevsky out to dry against that team. Right, so, so you just think it's the speed, and you also commented on, like, what I think is a big part of it is where the hell is the best goalie in the world right now? He's mm. not playing, like, how he should be. But, I mean, at the same time, how many times have we seen Tampa go down to nothing? Yeah, exactly. And game three is tonight before F- everyone's going to hear this after game three occurred. Yeah. I think Tampa is going to put up a lot better of a fight. You know, you're just you're never in trouble until you lose at home. And mm-hmm. I think tonight will be a big test. Uh, I don't know, but they, they also do just have to show a little bit more like what they have last game. 14 shots. Yeah, yeah, that's just the you second just have, shot. Have to be better. They had three yeah. goals before Tampa had three shots last game. That's ridiculous. That's Here's so the thing: bad. Are any of you worried about the Lightning? Uh, the thing I is, mean, yes, yeah, I am. Now. But also, really? like, the, like you're pointing, Braden, I think to this is they could be down three zero in the third period of Game Four, where they're losing a series three zero, and I would not count them out. Yeah. Like I'm, if I'm a Lightning fan, I guess you're a little, but like, I, personally, me looking at them, I call Tampa in seven. Now I'm going to oh, maybe Colorado, but still, I'm not worried. If I had to stick by that bet, I go, huh? Like it's Tampa Bay. They've been down to nothing twice before these playoffs in the series. Yeah, but they haven't been down three nothing. I think tonight they do need to win. Yeah, and I, I think they do. Put your mortgage on it. <sighs> I really? see. The thing is, I can't. Seven, I nothing? have a hard time because I, I did bet on Tampa the last two games. How and can you do it again, right? I know. <laughs> and well, I is now it. today Colorado and Lightning are even money. And I'm just like kind of hard. Kind of hard to bet against Colorado when it's even money. Lightning's gonna win though. Like that's the thing. Like 
Mm. You look look right like and here's the thing, right? Is like you look regular season, just for my point here as far as who's gonna win. Regular season if a team plays another team and they get a shit kicking seven nothing. You hammer the team that lost that game the next game because you know they're going to come back pissed off going, we got to fucking make up for it. Okay, now we're doing it, except swap two random faceless teams out for a team that's already down 2 nothing in a playoff series in the Stanley Cup final, no less, and it's the back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on this just because game three is going to happen, and like I don't want all of this to be irrelevant or all of this to be like obvious at this point, mm-hmm. but... like. Yeah, the speed of Colorado is going to get stopped by Tampa. They're not going to allow Colorado to keep blowing through them, especially with how refing's done in hockey. Like, I don't know. You see Corey Perry last game when he was just legit putting all his weight on that guy's oh. ankle getting up? <laughs> yeah. What yeah. a scumbag Corey Perry is. Yeah. That's just how you get away. You can do that no. nowadays. Watch stuff like that, and I take notes. There's like, no oh, rules right. against that in, in the NHL, right? Nope. Like, that's that's where, like, the player, the player rule book comes out where the NHL can't do anything to discipline that. Because <laughs> yeah. here's the thing. You know exactly what he's saying. I know exactly what he's saying because I know exactly what he's saying. I was just getting up. Yeah. What? I'm just getting up. You told me to get off. I'm just getting up off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just, it's a scummy thing to do. And it makes me not want Tampa to win even more. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to cheer for no carb McKinnon. But when you have that on the other team, yeah. like we just talked about last week, what tips the scales maroon going for four or Perry losing three in a row. The Perry so losing far. three in a row feels real good Dude, right now. Doesn't it? I just want to say, cause you brought it up. What's wrong with Victor Hedman? He looked terrible. Last he week. Dude, what was that? Like Victor Hedman. Why is McCarr so much better than Hedman Stu? What do you think? I don't know. I, I think he just had a really bad game, but I even went back and rewatched the highlights for the seven nothing game and it looked terrible. There was a couple plays that on heaven on its own, but it's all of Tampa's defense. They can't get the puck mm-hmm. out half the time, but I wonder like, why about... can't they get the puck out? Just move the puck. Yeah. I, I wonder too with uh, the speed, Braden. Well, I was going to say too, I have been specifically, I don't want to speculate about injury, but like Lafreniere, remember? He nailed Hedman in the head oh, in the third round. Caught yeah. him in the chin. Yeah. yeah, man. Like, you got to wonder if there's some lasting effects of that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He's definitely yeah. playing beat up. Like, everyone is, but he's it's definitely a bit more beat up. <laughs> yeah. Now, and you wonder your best concussion, players right, beat up, if the that's mm-hmm. what the NHL let a player play through a concussion? No. Yes. See, what I'm looking for tonight is <laughs> whether. Nichushkin <laughs> is going to still play like the Stanley Cup final MVP. He's the greatest player in the world right now. Because that's been something that I just, I haven't understood. He looked so good. It does so look, he's looked unreal. He had zero goals in Dallas, yeah. right? Yeah. Zero. In 56 games. Played a full season. How is that even possible? And now he's going to yeah. possibly win the Conn Smythe. It's going to Makar because of namesakes, but he See, has been the best player in this if, series. If so it far. was like the NBA where they just have like a and like an NHL finals, finals MVP, yeah. right. he would definitely be the front runner at this point. Because it's the finals MVP, but the NHL is the to. playoff MVP. But it always yeah. goes to the final. Yeah. But right. you could have like a not so good finals and still win the Conn Smythe. Just based That's off right. of how you did the three previous rounds. Yeah. You won't see that though. Like, well, right. I mean, Makar hasn't been the best player of the series. No, yeah, he's been so good. I was reading in a uh, breakdown of today, and like, he's on a heater of all heaters. Yeah. Like, watch out for that next deal because like it's going to be an overpayment. And this is oh, to yeah. say that he's the player he is in Dallas. He's significantly better than what he is in Dallas, but he's not this. Mm-hmm. You know, he's somewhere in between. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, he was on like a 70 point pace this year, wasn't he? Yeah, he's a god amongst men. Yeah. Now, maybe playing and on that Colorado like, team has to help a little bit. Well, he's on the shutdown pair. Absolutely. Too. But I mean, he is on the shutdown line. He's not playing power play one. Yeah, it's incredibly, I, it's very impressive. Is it just oh. a difference of coach? Like, could that just be it? Like, how Dallas do you go from zero goals well, to over and over right? again? Dallas was an extreme play now. Dallas was an extremely defensive oriented scheme. And then you're going to Colorado where it's offense all the time, baby. Mm-hmm. Well, wasn't that uh, pre bonus? Like, who was the coach before bonus? It was Jim Montgomery. Jim the only Mon- one oh, yeah. I can. Oh, yeah, I think that's right. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what his scheme was like. So it, they've been defensive for a while. Okay. Right? Like, low scoring, shut you down. And yeah. it's. Which I don't know. For, I, for the longest time, I remember Dallas being the super offensive power yeah. team and then switching to that. But I think my. Regardless. I think my worst hockey take of all time was when I was like 14 years old and was upset that the Canucks drafted Horvat instead of Nichushkin. <laughs> you remember when people were saying trade Horvat for Nichushkin? Yeah. Like one for one, even like years later? Yeah. Okay, but right now, I'm just kidding. Horvat's still the man in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of uh, Vasilevsky? Is he going to play bad again or is he i feel as though that's that was his last bad game i don't think he's yep. allowing more than five goals in again or sorry mm-hmm. more than four yeah i don't think he'll allow more than four and that's you know good enough right now i think against yeah, fix colorado it's the best goal in the world he'll fix yeah. it he'll figure it out we did say last week we were like okay it'll either be avalanche and over or tampa and under that's right tonight's tampa <laughs> under it's been abs over abs over tampa under yeah, Tampa under would be nice to see because we all want this to go to seven. I'd be so disappointed if it ends up being like a four or five game series. It better go to six. Mm-hmm. It better at least six. six. At least six. Because yeah, game one was electric. Like obviously yeah. game two was like fun to watch because like who doesn't like to watch a shit kicking? But like, uh, I turned it off. I didn't watch the third you? period. Yeah, I watched the whole thing just to, like just in search of this pulse that Tampa might show at some point, yeah. and they didn't. No. It did start like, running around though, game, right? That Leafs game where yeah. what Toronto won five one or whatever it was five zero. Yeah, like Tampa looked lifeless. Was that game one or two? Game one it was one, right? Yeah. yeah. In game two, well, I guess two they still lost, but they showed life at least. Yeah, that yeah. was the lowest. That was the lowest shots in a playoff game since like the Penguins was a game one against Nashville. Is that really the case? Yeah, and then what was the stat? With but that Penguins too? won. But Penguins scored five Penguins, goals yeah. in that game and yeah. won. <laughs> And they only have 12 <laughs> shots. That's not the same as scoring 14 and Luke not scoring at all. Yeah. So hockey. we all think Vasilevsky's going to turn it around. And we really hope that by the time we talk to you next week, the series is still going. Because legit, <laughs> by this time, we might yeah. be grounding Colorado next week. Yeah. Well, well a week from now Monday. would... Oh, is that, the, is that what it would be? No, would it be Tuesday? They usually stretch out the final a little bit. So That's yeah. true, yeah. So they, they have the... Uh, There'll be the NHL awards in between. So, all oh, right, yeah. all of us are on Tampa and under. Yeah, I'm taking Tampa tonight. Yeah, I'll take Tampa. All right. So, I might have to cut the first 20 minutes of this podcast before yep. we uh, post it, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm leaving it in. Whatever. Shut up. If we're wrong, and if we're right, ha! Told you. All right. Well, that does it for Colorado. I, oh, also callback to four episodes ago or not four episodes three episodes ago Makar plus 410 con smythe 
<clears throat> that'll be You're winning welcome. us a lot of money. You're welcome. You're welcome, everyone. It's looking pretty good. McKinnon has what? How many points? Two, like, I mean, still two, I think. Negative right? five, I saw. Split. I'm pretty he... sure. Um, what's up, Kyle? Um, the NHL award shows tomorrow. Should we, like, touch on that tonight? Yeah, it's kind of dumb show? that they're putting it in the middle and, like, it's the NHL awards, so who really cares? Because the NHL loves being irrelevant. Like, does anyone really care about the NHL awards outside of gambling? No, not really. I literally am just hoping that Yossi somehow pulls yeah. off the Norris. I, yes, right? that was that would be really big. That would be big. That would be really all, big for all the change huge. listeners because yes, all of be us have bet that. Yeah. Um, I think you care if it's a player on your team. Yeah, but like, and you care if it's a player on your team that got shafted. Uh, yeah. If Matthews doesn't win the yeah, heart, we're talking about it next week. That's true. Sure. Because you know Absolutely. what? I remember being excited when PD and when, uh, yeah, when PD won the Calder and then when Hughes got shafted yeah. and then when Brock got shafted. Yeah. Who won those years? Barzal won the Besser year, which mm. like since then Barzal's clearly a superior player, but that rookie season, mm. like that was neck and neck. They looked, mm-hmm. Besser was godlike when he came. And then, um, McCarr beat Hughes, and ah, I will okay. stand by this. Hughes got shafted that year. Hughes was a better defenseman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rookie I, year for sure. Yeah, since then McCarr, like all the way, especially after Hughes' second year. But McCarr was more sheltered defensively in that first year than Hughes was. I mean, this is a perfect transition. Let's do it. I mean, we haven't done this enough because we started this podcast kind of when the playoffs started. We haven't talked enough Canucks. Let's do it. What do you guys say about this new signing that they got? What's it, his name? Andre Kuzmenko. Andre Kuzmenko, he's one a 26 of the 26-year-old Russian winger. He's the top uh, European free agent this uh, offseason. Uh, not the top and free agent. He's number 96, so you know he's good. Shout you don't pick Adam number 96 Bure. if you're bad. That's yeah, Mr. so Adam true. Got that's that's true. The year Adam Goddard got traded, he was a uh, number 96. And no. Burray wasn't the best of 96, but still, Burray wore it. Um, as far as what expectations are for him, honestly, could he be a first liner? Yeah. Like, I expect him to be a top six player in the uh, NHL. That being said, if he's like a third line scoring winger, I'm not shocked and I'm not upset. He's playing for an entry level contract, right? So, yeah, like, I'm kind of thinking like prime Sven Bear chooses floor. Hmm. If that makes sense, you know that mm-hmm. 35, 45 point player. Isn't yeah. like Kaprizov and Panarin kind of like skewing these used to a little bit? Like not skewing them, that might be the bad word, but like correctly influencing people's like, oh shit, these free yeah. agents aren't to be messed around with. They could be no. stars. Yeah, yeah, they could be. And to be fair, because Manko absolutely could be a star. His hands are nasty. His shot isn't that hard, but it's accurate. Um, great playmaking, really knows how to draw peaceful to him and uh you know get that puck out great skating <laughs> sounds like a good top six forward yeah and what's key here too with how it affects the canucks is how we see them moving forward with brock besser and jt miller because if you're guaranteeing him a top six spot that's pushing one of those guys out well it could pushing be pushing somebody away. out could be, could be pushing uh pearson or like hoglander out right yeah there's a lot but to me it points to it points more heavily to me that they're going to move Miller at the draft. Um, but that's a whole other conversation. The bigger reason that I'm excited and I'm sure the same with Kai is that it's 
a new day for the franchise in terms of how it's being seen around the NHL mm-hmm. for years. And even go, you know what, let's even go back. Vancouver used to be one of the top destinations as a free agent, which when was this? Like you think early 2000s, so the, the Gillis days, yeah. the Gillis days, 2000s so Canucks winning the president trophy back to back. Um, yeah. The Sedin's right. like prime players, players took discounts to come here. Players wanted to be here. Yeah. Like Matt most... Dean, like waved his no trade from Toronto Dude, only Matt to go Sandin, to Vancouver. One of the greatest yeah. region signings of all time, Mikhail Samuelson, uh, who's now right. returned to the Vancouver Canucks. Like players wanted to go to Vancouver. Dan Hamus was a free agent, wasn't he? And then that kind of stopped for a bit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He was. Like Hamus, Dan Hamus, fucking team candidate defenseman. Mm-hmm. And, then, and it, yeah. it stops. And then that's why it we started stopped. paying stupid contracts to get these players bad right. players and it's not just that you got bad and had to rebuild and you have to deal with being bad and getting players it's that you had to overpay bad players to come here because it was known as being such a bad culture right and, and then the only good contracts you had you would trade to montreal exactly we'll get into that later that's some foreshadowing for you or bad deals anyhow um yeah it so, yeah, bad players coming in, bad deals. And it's just now that we're starting to see more time pass between the previous management regime and the current one, you're starting to see stories come out. There was one the other week where, what was it, a bunch of scouts as well as the general manager and some of the AGMs showed up to a, uh, a junior game all together and no one knew that the other people were going to be there. <laughs> there was no communication. Wait, so became- the Vancouver... Like Jim the Benning. NHL Vancouver team yes. had multiple yes. scouts not look at the same schedule or something. And Jim Benning show up and go, what are you doing here? What are you guys doing here? What am I doing here? <laughs> Why do you have all your scouts at one game? Why are you not spreading everything out? And it's because there was no communication. Everything was just piss poor is the best way of putting it. So now um, it's better. And now players. Well, now you're seeing the <clears> professionalism <throat> with Jim Rutherford come in. Patrick yeah. Alvine, Um, from everything I've seen, like, <clears throat> It's just restoring more faith to me and him as a GM. I saw, I just saw a report from Frank Cervalli that two hours after Alvin was named general manager of the Canucks, he called Kuzmenko saying, I want to sign you. Yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. Um, Well, apparently there were ties to with Kuzmenko back to like Alvin and Rutherford back in Pittsburgh. They've had their eyes on for a while. You know, you look at Alvin drove four and a half hours to meet up with his representatives in Michigan uh Bruce Boudreaux drove six hours to meet up with them like that shows a level of effort that I don't think Canucks management would have shown in the previous years Benning would not have gotten a meeting in the first place so that's huge for Vancouver fans like now you're so it's not even just the signing you're seeing this like oh my god management whether he's a good player or not it's a no-risk contract and they showed that they were willing to put in the effort to make these deals Meanwhile, Edmonton is just taking the guy to Joey. (laughs) Now, don't disrespect Joey in this. All right, Brayden, tell the listeners at home what Joey is. Giving them uh, food poisoning. So, Brayden wouldn't even take a girl to Joey's on a date. Oh, I did multiple times. Come on now, Joey's Joey's great. Uh, Joey (laughs) is the restaurant where Mr. Kai Kuipers and I uh, both worked for. I don't know, maybe a year combined for me, and I don't know how long for Kai. Yeah, year and a half, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Now, yeah. is Joey great? Yeah, I liked it. Is it like, I don't know, an upscale Kelsey's maybe? Or like Milestones? Milestones is the best comparison, I feel like, for it. Like, okay. Yeah. It's a, uh, you. you know, it's it's a nice restaurant, but it's nothing special. 
right? Yeah. Like the keg? What about the I'd keg? Say it's, I'd say it's lower than the keg. Just a little bit. The keg, yeah. for some reason, has that higher reputation. But it's I feel like steak, the right? Is really yeah. Yeah. But, like, it's nice. Joey has a great happy hour. It's one of my favorite happy hour menus out there. But comparing that is just funny because Edmonton is hilarious there. to make fun of. Well, the, my favorite, yeah. My Canucks favorite management took him out to like Blue Water. absolutely A1 restaurants. Yeah, right. the billionaire Canuck <laughs> yeah. owners restaurants. Yeah. yeah. So. And he's like, what? You want to go to the mall? Here we have a big mall in Edmonton. Dude, I love like all the tweets being like the biggest reason that because Michael signed in Vancouver was because he was in Edmonton, the complete shithole that Edmonton is. Yeah, that might have been Vancouver's best play is setting what? up the yeah. before let, going to Edmonton. Let him go yeah. to Edmonton before. After, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. But then Maxwell Time was saying with that Michigan meeting, the reports coming out say that yeah. he was so impressed by them driving there that after that meeting, he was willing to sign in Vancouver, that he wanted to sign in Vancouver. That was before he had even gone to Edmonton. And right. keep in mind, back when these sweepstakes, because these sweepstakes have been going on for a while, like back into, you know, halfway through the season, it was a foregone conclusion in January that he would sign in Edmonton. Edmonton was a front runner. It was going to be Edmonton. Right. He wanted to play with McDavid. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> enough, dude. So yeah, absolutely. That's how good the Vancouver management got that guy, that he left playing with McDavid on his wing. To and it's that that's awesome. The biggest thing, I guess, is that it's the first player related personnel, uh, player personnel related. I don't want to say decision, but proof maybe, or like, you know, action Yeah. where we have tangible proof of what's happened and going, it's working, you know, for, right. and again, like who knows, because we don't know what he's going to be like on the ice, but just to get him, we've seen uh-huh. for months. Sorry, I was just going to say, we've seen for months that they've been restructuring the front office, and it's like, okay, like how's this actually going to play out? Now we see this. There's reports that they want to build a new practice facility, that they want to restructure the um, you know, the arena itself and get more sports science involved and just completely really elevate it to, I don't know if you remember Mike Gillis' leaked um, plans for his interviews, but to make it a top-tier sports organization in the world. And Which is what it used tell, to be. It so, used to be. They used to be a leader. Yeah. The Canucks um, were the first one to do sleep doctors. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. Like, we can talk about sports culture and all that stuff. Yeah. That is something that's hard to talk about, seeing as obviously none of us have pro sports experience. I do. Uh, but, like, just on Don't the bluff. ice, I think that it's, it's exciting. You know, obviously, Canucks fans, Brandon and I have really been through it. Even Tyler, he's like, Canucks might be his like third team. Even They're, he's frustrated. Vancouver is definitely my West team, and yeah. I, I can't stand it. I, I like watching games at 10. Probably yeah, watch a playoff just, team. Like, I believe Canucks, you know, they have a world-class goalie. They have one good defenseman, but he's a hell of a defenseman. Yeah, and Tyler Myers is not that bad. People always oh. shit on him. I want your I want your guys' opinion <laughs> related to Tyler Myers. There is a hockey helmet in my city for a hundred dollars. Yeah, Ooh. that's a Buffalo Sabres hockey helmet, but it's signed by Tyler Myers. Hundred bucks. That's how is that on the market? Bucks for signed memorabilia is a good deal. If it was so. Canucks, I'd go get it in a heartbeat. It should be a hundred Bitcoin. <laughs> God damn! I think Myers gets traded this offseason. Um, really. Yeah, I think I think there's a market for my dude. Bristol lining got moved for like legitimate assets. There's a market for Tyler Myers. That's fair. And the other thing too, then you know what? This is how it relates. I'm gonna relate this back to um, 
Kuzmenko right now is that we know that this management team has stated like they want to like they're happy with the centers, the wings they want to revamp and they want to revamp the defensemen. Wingers, that's the easiest commodity to get in the NHL. There's some Buckford, right? They're they're everywhere out there. Go Easy sign to get them. a winger. Go yeah. sign them. Go, you know, do whatever you want. So I'm thinking they're going to sign the wingers. And really, like, Vancouver's got a good amount. They needed a top six winger. They got the one top six winger for $975,000. Right. Yeah. How are you going to get your def- top four defensemen? You're not going to be able to sign them. Yeah, you're gonna have I to, mean, you're gonna as we have know, to trade. you need to trade, like, a Taylor Hall-type player for a top four defenseman. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to trade. So I think we see... I think we see Myers get shipped out. I think OEL is going to get swapped to the right-hand side. Wow. I think all of this is going to happen, and I'm going to say it. Vancouver is making the playoffs next year. Well, I'd be I'd no. be confident in Jim Rutherford yeah. doing it from having him in Pittsburgh for all those years. I was he's always you know he's going to make moves. He's yeah, not he's going to make moves. Whether they're, whether they're good or bad, he'll make moves. No, he's going to break my heart when he trades Hoglander. It's going to break my heart when he trades Hoglander. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he could. He will. That's not going to keep yeah. me up at night, though. Like, It's okay. Hoglander and whatever for Malkin. That's Malkin's Malkin. Malkin's UFA. UFA. Malkin's a UFA. So, okay, so, so you have the all-Russian third line. It's going to be Malkin, except we need a right-hand center, but it's fine because you're getting Evgeny Malkin. So we'll have Malkin. Uh, what's his face? Pods. Pod Coles. Pods. Yeah. And uh, Kuznetsov. 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 Not Kuznetsov, if only. Yeah, because Menko, we're laughing. Yeah, I'm doing this. Let me, uh, I just need to say this. I'm clipping this. It's June 20th today. The Loose Change podcast has inside sources. We already told you today, Malkin is on the Canucks. No, you can if, wait till free agency and watch, but it's happened. If Malkin does not resign, Canucks really could conceivably sign him. They're easy well, to pitch, the front runner. But the thing, pitch, that would, the thing that would scare me is the marketing pros of signing Malkin might outweigh the cons of the inevitably bad contract he's going to sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how long-term he gets, right? Like, here's the thing. Is, wasn't there's, no the... The after, there's no way the Canucks go yeah. after Malkin if they... You have Miller. Well, they have to trade Miller. So you're going to trade Miller. Yeah. And then, you know, I don't know. If you're not willing to give Miller a deal, I don't think you're going to be like, okay, well, Malkin, older guy. Malkin's not going to ask for eight years, so... Yeah, Mal- Malkin said in interviews before he looks like he's looking at like four. More I'd give him three. Four, three four is a lot. It is Malkin, a lot. Yeah. Pittsburgh's made it clear too that Latang. They've apparently been reports that it's been clear that Latang's their highest priority right now too. Yeah. So and it should be. That's a top bearing defenseman. Oh, right with the defense that are on the that are on the market this year, it has to be Latang. Yeah. He has to be the next guy signed. Sorry, Gino. How funny. I'm at Malkin in Vancouver. So, Stuart, um, we've talked to the two Vancouver fans about Vancouver. How are you feeling with the possibility of Malkin going? Like, you've the last time you didn't see Malkin in Penguin jersey, you were four years old. Yeah, it's pretty sad, to be honest, wow. but I don't know. I'm trying, to hold out the, I'm trying to hold out the hope that when whatever Latang gets signed for, because I just feel like it's going to happen eventually just needs to figure out the money is I'm just hoping Malkin takes a huge discount to stay in Pittsburgh to keep playing there. But I hope so too, buddy. I just don't know. It'll, ha- it'll happen. happen to see. I, I don't know. We'll see. Has Malkin leaving just not felt inve- inevitable to you guys? I thought that's why I'm yeah, asking the Penguins I, fans. Like, what do you I've think? Been asked, like for a couple of years, it's kind of felt inevitable that he was going to get tra- like get maybe not traded, but like leave eventually. It didn't feel like he was going to be the one to stay forever. It felt like, like Crosby's is team, never right? leaving. Yeah. Yeah. 
Though and I gotta say, I loved the rumors that Sid was gonna leave to go join Colorado if he didn't like the direction <laughs> the team was going. You remember that? Yeah, that's a so he could go play hurtful. with McKinnon. He should have done it. Just imagine he could be there right now. Could you imagine? He only makes eight point seven. They still don't have that bad of a cap Wait, situation. Yeah, yeah. Just replace Landeskog with him. <laughs> they could have done that. They were talking about replacing Landeskog with Forsberg if Landeskog didn't sign there this offseason. Right. I forgot about that. So you could easily have just fit Crosby's cap hit right on in there. Oh, my God. What would have a cob? No, that's a whole other podcast. What would a Crosby trade would have looked like? That would have been 40 minutes worth of discussion right what there. What do you trade Crosby for? Yeah. What can you? I don't know. For one year, said that he's not resigning. No, they won't. They would never. He, It'll never waive his move. No trade. He'll retire as a penguin for and sure. He, he will. I have yeah. no worries about Sid. Ever even after. okay. Yeah. Let's say even if they finished 14th in the East this year, and he looked really good, but he has like a top five and like MVP type season, but like they just couldn't. Let's say they lose Latain, lose Mal. Then you sit him down, and you're like, hey. Now we have the best shot at getting Bedard. You were like, okay, there was that crossover from the right, you to you. Right. Now there's a crossover from you to Bedard. I haven't even thought about that. And he he would stay too and do it. He, he would absolutely he, he stay. Won't leave Can you imagine? And by the way, they would. He is the most boring rigged. hockey player of all time. No, so. well, not boring. I just oh, want to say, is, like, he's no such a creature, man. Like that guy has for an NHL player to go as long as he has, and you hear no rumors at all of like the guy being a piece of shit or zero scandals. Like that guy is just like a legitimately yeah. good guy. Yeah. Like no mm-hmm. 3am bar videos of him walking down the road with some yeah. random girl or calling his sister sexy on Instagram. Like <laughs> he's just even keel. Oh, hi, I'm Sidney Crosby. I like white bread. I like playing hockey hmm. and that's all he does. Does he have a girlfriend? No one knows. That is. Yeah. It's a goddamn mystery. He was sure he an Olympian I like he, a while ago. Is. Yeah. But then no one knows that they're together still. That for my I'm sure somebody knows. Like, I don't fucking know, but the guy doesn't have any social media. Yeah, he doesn't care, eh? No, like he's just so private. And like, I love that. And the only stories you hear about him being a good guy. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of like Bergeron, the same thing. Yeah. Like the only yeah. thing you ever hear about Bergeron is like, oh, every single person's ever met him loves him. Fantastic guy. Same with Crosby. I guess Crosby's a little bit quieter, but anyhow, shall we move on to some cap shenanigans happening in the league this week? We had a blockbuster trade. It was one for one. We're not talking Hall Larson. We're not talking Subban Weber. We're talking Weber and Dadanov. Guys, what do you think of the trade? Dadanov for Weber. For those that uh, don't know, Braden, can you explain why this happened? Yeah, so I love the trade and the reasons why. So um, from Vegas's perspective, as everyone knows, they have a cap crunch. They have no money and they're over the cap and they don't really have enough players to uh, make a full roster at some points during the season because of the caps. So they- yeah, remember when they didn't play their players because they couldn't? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> as some of you may remember, they tried trading Dodanov back in the trade deadline. Yeah, uh, but forgot that he had a no trade list, so oh, they yeah. traded him to Anaheim as they wanted to. Yeah, I uh, forgot about that kind of. <laughs> so the trade was called null, voided, uh, and Dodonov stayed with Vegas and just absolutely lit it up after that. Yeah, he was so, unreal at the end. Lay Weber up. now unable to play hockey ever again, and we see the trade. So the reasons there uh, for Vegas, they get Shea Weber's contract, throw him an LTIR. Uh, they get what? It, what's the contract? Seven, eight? Yeah, seven point eight. So they get 7.8 in uh, 
LTIR space to exceed the cap by. Uh, from Montreal's perspective, they get a winger who, in all honesty, is a good second-line winger. He's a middle six winger. Middle six winger, right? He could be a second line guy if he's, he's good. in the right minutes. But now he's going to go to a garbage team where he's going to sit on the first line. Not great defensively. He's going to go to the garbage team that finished last place in the NHL and just light it up on the first line playing with Nick Suzuki or Shane Wright. Yeah. He's going to go play with them. He's going to pump up his value. He's got one deal left or one year left on his deal compared to the four years that Weber has left. Trade deadline and Dodanov's gone. He yeah. makes 5.6. So you either trade him for half, you know, maybe you retain 50% because who cares? It's right. one year left. And if not, whatever. Like, you mm-hmm. take a cap hit, you get a second round pick for the guy. You move forward in your rebuild. Masterclass move by Ken Hughes, the new general manager in Montreal. Like I said, agents make the best GMs. We're seeing it already. Uh, for Vegas, you know, they kick the can down the road a little more because you know they're also going to have some new cap casualties coming up as they move forward. But at the very least, they get out of this one and they're able to uh, play hockey again at the start of next season. Yeah. Uh, I, I best, do think, yeah, sorry, go ahead, Stuart. Yeah. The best part of the, the whole trade was the Anaheim Ducks Twitter account <laughs> tweeting back in response <laughs> to Vegas saying, you sure? Like, yeah. that trade go through? <laughs> is it confirmed that it's gone through yet? Has it approached it? It is confirmed. Or is it going to come back in a couple days? I am kind of surprised that he waived it to go to Montreal. Of all teams, eh? he's not even Canadian. Because well, most, me, most players really... want to like finish their career up in like California. To me, he knows, all right, I'm going to get top ice. I'm going to get traded again is mm. the big one there. Right. Where he yeah. knows, I'm and... going to a contender. He might try to up. squeeze up another contract, right? Like, yeah. He's so still young enough that he could still play for a few more years, right? How old is numbers? he? 34, 35, but he doesn't have a whole no. lot of NHL games on him. No, mm-hmm. a lot of K, but still, okay, go pump the values, get traded, you know, go finish off the, if this is it, go finish off your career with a playoff team. If not, pump the numbers, see if who's willing to give you what when you come back. Yeah. Right? And he still has that no trade, so he can still determine where he wants to go. So he's going to have a say. Yeah, so like, Dadanov's only, uh, so he's 33, but he's only played 413 NHL games. So it feels like it's an like an A, like maybe an A minus to an A plus for Montreal, and like a, a B minus to, to a B plus for yeah Vegas. Well, I think this is the start of what we're going to be seeing from Vegas in years to come, where yep. they're going to have to make these deals for short term flexibility. Like That's Vegas, so funny. Vegas just had to get rid of this contract, yeah. and sure, taking on a contract that you have to put on LTIR. No from a financial you, okay. from a financial perspective, the owner doesn't like it, and you don't want to have to rely on it because it is sort of a question mark as far as like, are you going to have this flexibility? Like, mm-hmm. you got to go through tests. Like, is this player not ready to play? And in the so off season, you have less, less flexibility because it, it is it is a question mark. You have to be able to think about like, oh, because four years of Weber's contract. You have to be like, okay, for four years, is he going to be unable to play? And remember, for four years, you have to be as close to the cap as yeah. you can. Because yeah. LTI isn't always off, you get $7 million extra. It's whatever it goes in excess of the cap. Mm-hmm. So the cap is 80, and you're at 72, and the yeah. deal's worth five. It doesn't go on nothing. LTI. It's just counting. You're at 77. Yeah. Right. If you're at 80, and it's five, okay, now you can spend up to 85. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's... <laughs> That's mine. I, I we have probably had so many listeners just turn off the podcast. Yeah. Like they're talking about cap. 
I don't fucking know the cap. I don't know the cap either. I'm not sure. I, I find the cap fascinating. Cap. The cap is the cap like, is fun. it really makes, it is a lot of fun. Just like thinking about contracts, all that stuff. Um, I think it's good for hardcores, but it's bad for casuals. You don't want casual fans talking mm. about stuff like that. Right. Yeah. We only cater to hardcore fans. This is the Loose Change Podcast. We and have only fans. hardcore fans. And Kenobi fans. And Kenobi Fox fans. Which, and only fans. Holy shit. <laughs> Is, <laughs> is that our next ad? No, but speaking of our next ad, we might as well get into it. Um, this episode of the podcast has been sponsored by Space Age Sunshine, Flying Monkeys, Orange Creamsicle Beer. Ooh, You're thinking, tasty. wait, an orange creamsicle beer? Is that going to taste good? Is that like way too sugary? Is it like a cider? No, no, no. This is the best beer mm. I've had in the last year of my life. What percentage Ooh. is that? It is 11.6%. Holy beer. shit. It is <laughs> Quite dumb, the dumb, dumb, Lord. Uh, did you drink that off my recommendation or no? Yeah. I, if mm-hmm. anyone listened to episode four of the Loose Change podcast, Braden recommended this beer. 11.6? You want to know, so, listeners? You want to know yeah. what this beer can do for you? The last time I drank this was also the first time I drank this. What did it do for me? Oh, I don't know. A girl I hadn't talked to since high school spat in my mouth. How about that? <laughs> do you want a girl to spit in your mouth? Yes or no, get this beer. Lots of right brain's left corner. Please drink responsibly. <laughs> See, because I have drank a couple orange creamsicle beers. None that were 11.6%. It's though. tasty. Like, it's stupid juice. And, like, I was saying to Tyler, too, it's great for the calories. It's like, think, like, you're normally drinking like six beers to get going. And, like, yeah, exactly. there's a lot of calories. Dude, one beer at 11.6, you're, you're legitimately stupid after one. And, like, all 300 calories. I'm sitting on that. Oh, you're killing for the night. You have two. You're laughing. We watch our healthier the loose change. Two calories. Podcast. You're not thinking. Or, sorry, <laughs> you got to be efficient with your drinking. If you have two of these beers, Kai, I'm telling you, you are as drunk as a skunk. Maybe as drunk as if you had eight Bud Lights. Like this is my favorite beer. Use code loose change at any LCBO in Canada for two cents off. If they give you a hassle, literally just run out of the store with this in your hand. Throw the can. Not that fast. They don't care. It's like one beer. They're not going to do anything. Do they? Uh, do they ship outside of Ontario? I think so. I hope so. I've I've seen people drink flying monkeys in Saskatchewan before. What? I would imagine because the LCBO is the hardest one to get into, and everywhere else it's super easy to get into. So if you get in the LC, you could get in anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, because like even it took uh, Bobby Margarita, one of the best hockey insiders of all time, like an extra year just to get into the LCBO. Yeah, your boy knows way too much about the LCBO because of a fourth year ethics project I had to do, but uh, it's tough. You know, you know how you get, ethical. You know how you get in at the LCBO? How they uh, there's three sommeliers. You know what a sommelier is, right? No, explain to the listeners what a sommelier is. Those are the guys that sniff the wine after they swirl it and then they sniff it and they go. <laughs> I'm tasting a little sense of uh, some hops. Uh, it was aged in a dry barrel can for uh, five years. I'm also tasting a little hint of grapes. Um, but those are those pretentious fuckers. I don't I like to get those in, guys. To get into the LC, it's three sommeliers, and they taste your stuff, and they go, yeah, I like it. You can be in or No, I don't like what? it. You're not in. Really? Do you think that can be a little corrupt? <laughs> well, they let Bud Light into their store, so I don't think that's uh, proof of anything. <laughs> But that's how you get in. So you'll see that's there's a crazy. lot of people out there where international or domestic where they're like, I'm not even going to try and get in with the LCBO because it's too tough. It's not worth their time. It's not worth the money. And it's not worth the resources to try and get in with them. Yeah, that's pretty stupid. You should just 
put in whatever people want to drink. Yeah, BC. Hey, do you want to sell liquor here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like, he's phenomenal for yeah. the variety that you got. And what no, people, people want to drink want, is this. Exactly. If people want to drink PBR as well, like fucking let them drink PBR. Shout out to the <laughs> blue PBR can that got me through first year of university. The extra strength. <laughs> it's good. I don't like I don't like regular PBR, but the extra strength PBR is good. Shout out to the Labat Blue from Quebec, which was six point six percent now. Um. Okay. Yeah. And that was Hockey. our ad. Definitely drink this beer. Space Age Sunshine Orange Cream School by the Flying Monkeys. Use code loose change. If they don't accept your code, run out of the store within your hands. Moving on. You want to talk about Moving on. Yeah. Chicago to hire Ryan Huxa for head coach. Who's that? Whoa, uh, NHL team on, hiring a, a new coach, coach that isn't an old NHL coach? Honestly, I was going to chirp. Who's that? No, that's good. They do that. I did do not that. like Dallas hiring. Do that more often. Yeah. Pete DeBoer. Eesh. A bad coach. Pete DeBoer's not a good coach. I hate Pete DeBoer. For four years, too. Just throws your goalie under the bus every chance he could get. Not a good coach. Oh, apparently it's not official. No, it's reported that that's who it is. Is this? Are we hockey insiders? <laughs> First reported on the Loose Change podcast, Chicago hired a coach. <laughs> Hopefully he knows a thing or two about going to management. Um, What do we think about towards to Philly? On the whole coaching thing. Originally, okay. Originally, I hated it because I went really another old fucking dub coach. Like, like this, this again? Stupid. I've seen this five times. Dude, you know what torts is at this point. Yeah. And to me, you got fired for a reason. But coaches are like going to be fired just by the nature. Like your message gets old. Um, and don't forget, like torts was good in Columbus, man. And Columbus didn't fire him. Torts walked away from Columbus because he did not like the rebuild that they were going to go through. Who is the coach that uh, last beat Tampa in the playoffs? John Tortorella. John Tortorella. Who created the Tampa Bay Lightning monster as we see today? John Tortorella. John Tortorella. Um, now, with some more thinking. John Tortorella. I oh. like this signing. John Tortorella. I think that the Philadelphia Flyers' biggest issue <laughs> is... You start swinging uh, your feet? <laughs> I am. I just you can't. For see those it. not watching, laying on my bed because it's a bit more comfortable right now. Yeah. Anyhow, okay. um, I think the biggest issue that the Flyers have had is that they've gotten away from what's supposed to make them them. Yeah, the Boston Bruins. Mm-hmm. And the Boston Bruins. Here we go. That's the Philadelphia Flyers are not the Broad Street Bullies. They haven't been for years. <laughs> Who on that team's an asshole? Konechny's got some of it in him. Provorov can be mean. Couturier. Right, big Russian defenseman. Couturier. Who else? Not James Van Riemsdyk. Um, not anymore. He used to have some bite to him. They're defensemen, not so much, eh? No, like Travis Sanheim, I guess, is big, but like no one's mean, man. Like players used to get sick. You know, the Philadelphia flu. They'd fake being sick to not play against Philly because it was that bad. Like that team was legitimately the, what uh, you know, the Chiefs and uh, Slapshot were. Yeah, right. Right, Like, they were the Hanson brothers. I think that's the, one of the most toxic fan bases in the world, too. The Philadelphia fans. Dude, embrace and it. Brace, embrace it, right? Now you got torts. They're, that team's going to show up in October. I'll tell you what. They're going to be a playoff team after November. It, it might think, drop off. Well, they might, but I bet you they come out of the gates fucking swinging. Torts is going to have them in shape. It's a mixed bag for me. 
because I like the torts for that perspective and the culture, and then that's the coach that you want for that asshole. If this means that you're going to become the Broad Street Bullies again, perfect. The issue, though, is that you don't bring in torts for a rebuild. You bring him in to win now. Philadelphia is not in a state to win now. <laughs> There's a lot of work that needs to be done. And you have one of the worst GMs in the history of the league. Who's their GM? Uh, I don't want to get the wrong Fletcher. Is it Chuck Fletcher? Uh, Chuck. It's yeah, Chuck. Chuck Cliff Fletcher. is with the Leafs still. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, Cliff is it, my boy. It's Chuck Fletcher, the guy who signed Parise and Suter to those stupid deals in Minnesota. Oh, my goodness. Like, he's terrible. If you go through his moves, like, you could go through his moves. Not a good GM. Right. Can't do anything. Okay. So you now you, you think the coaching move him. helps that, though? Well, it's just you bring in him to win now. To win now. And Fletcher said, I want to be competitive next year. Like, I want to do good. Dude, you're not good enough to be good. They're willing to move their first-round pick. So if I'm the Vancouver Canucks, I'm going, would you like JT Miller? Because right. they need a centerman, especially with Claude Giroux gone. Yeah. And, like, it's funny because Miller is exactly the type of player that should be a Broad Street bully because he is an asshole to play against. Um, and he has that attitude. So, <laughs> honestly, he's a perfect fit. But it's not the right stage. You know, we talked about a couple weeks ago with Vancouver and that I wanted the Canucks to trade for teams that were trying to be the Canucks a couple years ago, right? Where who were trying to be ahead uh, competitive ahead of what their timeline really was. When the Canucks traded for JT Miller, they weren't ready for JT Miller. Philadelphia Flyers aren't ready for JT Miller, but they're going to make a trade like that. They want to make the playoffs. They think mm. they can make the playoffs. What do you think of the coaching move, Kai? I felt good about it, but now it seems like maybe they are loading up when they shouldn't be. Mm. Do you think it's a mistake of Tortorella during a rebuild? Do they think they're rebuilding? I guess not, right? I never know what Philly's doing, man. For the last like 10 years, what have they yeah. been doing? It's been like half I, going for it. The Giroux era was weird. Yeah, I, I, I honestly don't know what they're thinking um, because they're <laughs> obviously they're obviously not good. Like <laughs> they suck. <laughs> they don't have good forwards. They have trash defense. And unless Carter Hart turns it around, they have really bad goaltending. So I'm not sure what makes them think that they can compete. But we'll see. Yeah. Like even the division. They finished with 61 points in the games this year. The second wild card team finished with 100. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So So they need 40 points. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Where are you getting Um, those 40 points from? What I found. What I found really interesting about it was. Uh, Cam Atkinson seemed <laughs> very happy about the signing. Really? Yeah, no, yeah. like he he like responded and was like, let's fucking go. Like, yeah. That is surprising. Um, whereas like other former Columbus players were like, oh, like good luck, like all that stuff. So that does that I found well. that weird. Because I Some anything players. I didn't I didn't think Cam Atkinson no. would be a player that meshes with Tortorella. Yeah, he doesn't seem like a Tortorella type yeah. player. Wasn't there a thing yeah. on Chicklets though where Atkinson was complaining about towards getting hired? Like I thought I he had know. a comment on a Chicklets post where he was like, fuck, like this isn't gonna be good. And then he made the like let's fucking go thing as like a oh like never mind. Yeah, I'm actually really excited. Let's but be clear, seen- the Loose Change podcast is a superior podcast to the Spin Chicklets podcast. Mm-hmm. And I don't stoop low. We but- are the only podcast I listen to. Oh, man, like I'm just looking at it like I don't get it, man. Okay, like going through the players. Okay, so connect me with who was injured for most of the season? Couturier. Right. So Couturier only played 29 games. That's a big hit. Like, that's a good player. 
But that's still. your number one center. Okay. Connect me. That's a good player. I like Connect me a lot. Cam Atkinson. That's who's pushing you over. The, uh, Cam Atkinson can't be your second leading goal, like point scorer. No. JVR. Sorry, he's washed up. Oh, yeah. Joel Farabee. Good player, not a good season. Kevin Hayes. That's a bad deal. Oof. Yeah. Everyone called it when that mm-hmm. was signed that that's a bad deal. Bad deal, but still a good player in the NHL. And like, uh, apparently, Konechny's on the trade block. Yeah. They're willing to move Konechny, which, dude, if you're a Canucks, go after Konechny. Like, please go after Bo Horvat's cousin. Provorov, bad season, good player, but like Travis Sanheim, he's okay. We yeah. So, I mean, to like to wrap Philly, it basically, we don't know what the fuck they're doing. Oh my God. I forgot. Their cap situation sucks too. There's this, okay. They made one move last year that I loved. And he is the perfect Philadelphia Flyer, and he's exactly what they need. And they need to make a statue of him. He needs to be there for the rest of his career. Zach McCune is the greatest Philadelphia Flyer that is currently on that roster. <laughs> he's Dude, super popular. He no shit. People he fights every that. night. Yeah, he yeah. fights every night. Like it's exactly what I wanted him to do with the Canucks, and he did. But like Benning decided to go elsewhere with uh, that spot and give Zach Shazon. But. Zach McEwen has been a rock star since he showed up in Philly. Yeah. He fights every night. He's a fucking asshole. Like, it's exactly what that team needs. He is a Broad Street bully. Make the rest of the team Broad Street bullies. Yeah. I'm with you. But whatever. It's it's Philadelphia. You know what I mean? We don't have to spend too much time during the yeah. Stanley Cup final talking about Philadelphia. Yeah. I just wanted to touch on it. But yeah. Um, an interesting move. It'll be, it's an interesting move. I want to talk about, we talked about Edmonton earlier. I want to talk about them not having goalies next year. Yeah, there goes my prediction about Koskin and uh, going back. But they're fine. They've got that, what's the guy? Spencer something. Well, tell the viewers, where's Koskinen? Koskinen is going back to Sweden? Switzerland. But yeah, he's not in the NHL anymore. I thought he'd be resigning, but oops, whatever, it happens. Stuart Skinner, that's the guy they got. Um, Oh yeah, they have Skinner. That's the guy, I guess. Yeah, that's the young guy coming up. And if Mike Smith stays, like, I, I honestly, I'm fine with the Edmonton. I just want to say, Koskin, dude, good for you, man. Like, you got your big money in the NHL. What now a place. To, dude, now you're going back to Switzerland. Oh, no, Switzerland. Great place. You're going to be making half a mil a year. What? Think of the, what the contract or what the uh, the travel's like here, especially in Edmonton, having to go all over. And now you get to go to Switzerland and only travel around Switzerland. You don't have to go on Twitter and see your name get raked through the leaves yeah, every night. Good for him, man. You made the bag, and now you're going into one of the most beautiful countries in the world. Yeah. Like half a mil. They have great like, chocolate. Good on. He's going to be an all-star in that league. Like, Good on him. Not Nothing but like great for Koskin. That's the perfect choice. But uh, Edmonton, on the other hand, let's look at the uh, goaltenders that are free agents. Uh, no good ones. Well, Who's we don't know one? for sure if Mike Smith Campbell. is gone. Campbell by a mile and Cam- Campbell and Kemper. And then there's no other starters. Campbell's going to Buffalo. Who? Campbell. If Jack Campbell goes to Buffalo, Buffalo's making the playoffs next year. They're Jack willing Campbell's to throw the bag so at him. Good. They're willing to throw the bag at him. They'll give him what he wants. Um, but well, Fleury's is, that actually, right? is that actually a rumor? Because I have is, yeah. is that an inside oh, yeah. source that you yeah. have? Or? No, yeah. Buffalo is willing to like just go, okay, like give us a check. Like they want him. <laughs> um. All right. So yeah, the Leafs and Edmonton both need goalies. They're both fucked this year. Edmonton, I'm not worried about. They've got Stuart Skinner. I think Mike Smith ends up coming back. I don't think he retires. Yeah. Uh maybe. And, and even if he does, like, there's available guys out there that you're you can take a chance on. 
and like okay mike smith retires if you're edmonton do you call the Leafs and go what do we get for peter mrazek as a one, mm, as your tandem no. with Stuart Skinner, just as your no. backup, because his contract's terrible. Well, that's why I'm saying. What are you getting in addition to that? Oh, okay. Right. Mm. The Leafs go. Uh, we'll give you this prospect. We'll give you Topi Nimala. Just throwing a name. I have no fucking idea what the value is like. That would not work, no. But um, yeah, I get what you mean. That would like want, right. The Leafs want to trade Morazic, and if Arizona asks for too much, then we might have to work with someone else. But it's pretty. It seems pretty obvious that he's going to Arizona, no? Like the team, the place where all contracts are. I, I? I don't think he goes there because you actually have to pay him and play him. I don't yeah. think he goes there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. But to um, be fair, it's the Leafs, as you know, when they signed him, they obviously did the "here's the money now." You're you're making 800k a year later. Do you on. want to talk about the Leafs thinking about uh, going after Matt Murray? Nope, we're not doing that. Um, so That's next thing, no, we're not. No, 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 no. Host of the podcast. They called about him. Host of the podcast. Ruling Former over Sue this. Greyhound. Not happening. We're not talking oh, about no. this. <laughs> Former Sue Greyhound. You please fucker. don't use. Don't. They did. Back to back. I mean, he won two cups. What if he refound his form? Two cups. I mean, they got a good goalie coach over in Toronto. No, it's not happening. Coach in the league. Vancouver Canucks. Oh God. oh God, guys! What? Avalanche are now the underdogs. They're plus one hundred. Yeah, hit lightning. Okay. Mm. No, I'm just not touching this game. I have so much of my own futures. I'll just watch it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no point in warm up. Um. Okay. Uh-oh. So, no more point, and the Kadri might be in, or Kadri's uh, not. Kadri's not in. Yeah. Not in the night. Well, we'll see. What a series. What do you guys think? Do you guys want to talk any more hockey? Is there any more hockey you guys want to get into? Talk to a good amount. We can talk about Backstrom's injury. We can talk about Marshawn's injury. We can talk Ah. about Austin Blockbusters. Or we can talk about Kenobi. Yeah, we talked about Bruins last week. I'm going to just move on. Oh, we got to talk about uh, what happened this past weekend. What? Am I the only person that watched the Canadian Grand Prix this weekend? Um, Probably yes. That yep. hurts. You guys got to get on it. F one is amazing. Um, we're not. No, we're not an F one podcast. We're go a Star Wars love and hockey. Podcast. To those listening and to you guys, go watch the Netflix documentary. It'll ch- or not documentary, but like the docu series. Like it'll change your life. It makes F one like one of the greatest sports ever, and it's, it, it, yeah, you'll love it. You'll love it. I don't believe you, but I mean, I'll check it out. Do you guys want to talk Kenobi? Yeah. Yeah. This is the part of the podcast where hockey's over. Please turn off your radio, stereo, whatever you're listening to this on, your iPod 4. Turn it off if you don't want spoilers. This is the part where we talk Kenobi spoilers. Boys, episode five. Was that not what episode two should have been? I was happy. Mm -hmm. I wanted that from the start. I just wanted Anakin and Obi Wan flashbacks towards Vader and Kenobi. Now they did. They I, did I, I love that flashback because it didn't come at the expense of the current storyline. It sort of like played into it because exactly. the lessons you learn in that flashback were applicable to their different mindsets throughout the current episode. Yeah, you know? right. 
and it kind of shows it is cool how obi-wan was still the master like in both scenarios darth vader had the upper hand the whole time and kenobi leaves on top yeah and like all this time throughout the obi-wan series people on twitter have been like oh like that quote from a new hope where it's like when i saw you last uh you were the master i was the student but now it's like changed see why that still applies and now we see why that still applies. Right? Wasn't that but dope? I do think that there is going to be another fight because I'll be fucking pissed yeah. if we missed out. Oh, on that'd be terrible if yeah. there wasn't another one for, in the finale. Mm-hmm. There yeah. has to be. I, I have some questions about this next episode here. Just because like, there were rumors of Riva getting like a spinoff series. Where, do you think we're even going to see her in this last episode? Yeah, I'll tell you what will happen. Because if there is a spinoff, it's before. There's no way. She yeah. dies. She's going to die. Vader's going to kill her. Mm, okay. Vader or Obi-Wan is going to kill her. Because what she's going to want to do is to use Luke as a trap or as a way to get Vader to Tatooine. We know there's no way Vader Vader doesn't find out about Luke. Yeah. He doesn't know about Padme. So, uh, yeah, like that fails. Yeah. Yep, so that fails. So it's either she draws Vader out somehow. Mm-hmm. Most likely, it's Obi-Wan kills her. Wow. Yeah, just because like I feel like she already tried to draw out Vader and that failed. And that you're right. not gonna and Vader already showed that you're not gonna surprise him. That fight too. Oh, that was so <laughs> badass, good. man. Oh that was so when good. he was using only the force just to fuck with her after ripping a ship down. Yeah, the ripping the ship was so cool. Oh, like a, a feral animal scene. looking for his food. God damn, that was so cool. Sorry, go on. I I just kind of released. Um. Yeah, uh. But yeah, Kenobi is maybe gonna fight Riva in Episode Six. We see the Grand Inquisitors back. Is this leading to Season Two or no? I hope not. You hope it ends. Mm-hmm. I just like. How much story can you really do you with get out the of canon? it? Like, dude, move on. Like, it, make it new people, make it new stuff. Like, okay, cool. You had this little shindig. None. Well, until Luke was okay. You say make it new people, but we're gonna get that Ahsoka series, not yeah. a new person, not a new person. That Andor series, sure, barely touched on. Still not a new person though. Um, it's like if they feel like there's content to be had. Do it. You can make up any story. Like, you can always make <laughs> yeah. content, but what point is oversaturated? It already kind of is with them, and you can't always keep coming back to Obi Wan and Anakin. There's got to be new shit. I saw said this last. Do you week. actually think it's oversaturated though? Because I don't really think that's the case. I think, case. I think that's point. very it's wrong. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we are yet, but if we keep coming back to it, especially not one in live came out in like ninety nine. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, how much have we seen of Anakin? If it comes like, three like, movies, my point being is yeah. that if it come, keeps coming back, we know of Anakin. We got an entire Clone Wars series on him. The entire it was not all Anakin. That Star Clone Wars series was Anakin. very much that, about Star Wars other... is about Anakin. Exactly though, exactly. Yeah. And you're saying we don't the original movie. The guy. You're saying what do we get about him? The original movies the sequels oh come sorry, on the prequels uh the clone war series uh rebels because we got vader in there too it's not about um, him rogue he's one. just there yeah come on Brayden. in rogue one and rebels he's just like a side character make new shit you for like a couple episodes because what's how the fuck i think this is a weird argument Obi- for like a Obi-Wan super not, big star wars fan how does no one know who obi-wan is than if he's doing fucking jedi shit every other weekend on tatooine 
mm. for 15 years while Luke's growing up. I, yeah, you know, I don't need to have a season two. I don't it think just, there should it, be. I think it depends. Here's it'll the depend how this last episode finishes. Yes. We're talking about, oh, here's what they were like in episode four. Dude, the entire point of four is that like Obi-Wan's some, like old weird hermit. That yeah. Nobody knows. That Not is true. Like guy who saved everybody every fucking day, and then just had a cold one when he got home. No, that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. But I mean, I could go for another full hour of just like Clone Wars types, Star Wars. Like, yeah. give me live action Clone Wars. This is a guy. This is coming from a guy who's like favorite Star Wars characters Obi Wan. But like, I like that they did new shit with Bad Batch. Completely new characters. Completely new shit. You're not limited by anything. You, you're like you're saying, oh, like I want to know one thing, but we're already doing the. Well, how does Leia not know who he is or act like she knows him better in Episode Four? And then what about this? What about what about this one line? Everyone, so you want do that for more seasons? Well, that's the thing. You're the, so constrained by what you can do. But that's what Mandalorian is. It's like after Episode Six is where you can. Okay, there is no. I can keep. I can write canon. You know, like. That you well, have yeah, those shows. You, you're allowed to have the other how stuff. How many shows? Too. Have as many as you want. Do yeah, more. They are. There's like yeah, eight more Star Wars shows coming. Do more. Make a new Obi-Wan. <laughs> okay. Um, you know what I would love is like just some more background stories and foreground stories. I don't want I'm okay with oversaturation. I just want more Star Wars. Have we looked at what Marvel does like every year, every four months? Pumping out a new movie? Why can't Star Wars come out with a series? Marvel's dying. Tell stuff, you know. What I mean? uh, no. I think the biggest concern with Marvel what? at this point is nobody wants to be left behind, and that's why people go see it rather than actually like, like, dude, like, I'm with Scorsese. How can you say it's on it. dying though? Multiverse of Madness. Okay, with... well, Scorsese is kind of a dinosaur, so honestly, he doesn't. He's not wrong. I'm not saying he's necessarily wrong, but from a financial standpoint, Marvel has shown it that it's money, super like successful. It to me comes more that people see it because they don't want to miss out more at this point than like I can't wait for the next one. Okay, well, whether or not people see it, like, doesn't really matter on the reason. People are still taking time and spending money to go see it. I guess you want to talk about money versus quality, but then like looking at the quality of like the CGI recently with Marvel movies too, compared to like what it used to be. Like Iron Man one had better effects than like fucking Black Widow did, and like a lot of shit now, and they had like way more budget now. And it's because they're rushing it out so much. Did you see Multiverse of Madness? No. The CGI was unbelievable. I didn't say that. I said Black Widow. Yeah, oh, yeah the Black CGI Widow where they, were, they repeated, the, where they repeated yeah. the same shot four times in Multiverse of Madness, the same guy running away four separate times. It's a multiverse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a weird well, argument. Okay. I, I, I mean, obviously, like with any comic book movie, it's like there's hardcore fans and then there's casual fans. And like some hardcore fans are going to love it, love it, and then some are going to be disappointed based off of what's excluded, what's included, what's going to be a callback to like a comic book. Um, either way, though, from a business standpoint, like, is there a more successful film franchise than Marvel? No, yeah, Star Wars. I don't think so. Uh, it was Star Wars before still. Marvel, but Star Wars is still made more money today. Marvel recently, up. recently. Because I mean, well, Star Wars started in the seventies, though, so it's kind of you know. yeah. Since two thousand eight, it's <laughs> yeah. Marvel by a mile. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but uh, I going back to the whole Kenobi thing. I I, I agree, Brayden. The one season would be fine, as, depending on how Episode Six goes. Like, if it's everything I wanted and more, I I just wish 
that episode one through four kind of was episode just one. You know what I mean? Because like, yes, I only want one season of Kenobi, but I'm looking at the first five of six episodes written and I wish that we just got straight into it. Episode five was getting into it and everything before that, I think was just drawn out. How is that two thirds of the series? It's, it's this, it's the period that everyone's been thinking about since Star Wars was made, was before New Hope, after Revenge of the Sith, after Vader leaves Anakin. Like, how does that, how is that the story? I'm just upset with how it's gone so far, to be honest, because I'm a um, hardcore fan and I've enjoyed the show, but it could have been better. To me, it's just, I think a Game of Thrones. And it's like, what were people's biggest complaints at the end? How the ending sucked? The ending sucked, but like just the overall quality, like one of the biggest things was like just time. Like everything felt rushed. Like it used to take like half a season to get to the wall. And then it was like, oh, we went to the wall and then we went to like this place and then we went over here and everything was just like like that. Um, and the entire point with why it was so much better when it was drawn out was that was where the character development came from. And where I bring that up is that you look at with Mandalorian, you hear people bitch and moan, oh, this was a filler episode. It was a filler episode this week because it's one of the little side quest ones. Dude, it's important character development that happens mm-hmm. in that. If it, everything's as breakneck, Vader fights Obi-Wan six episodes out of six. Dude, then it's going to feel rushed and it's going to feel way too fast. You're purposely changing my argument, though. That's not what I th- wanted. It was I'm not saying you wanted that, that, but to me, it's the same thing in that it's not that these are like needless episodes. It's that it's important character building stuff. It's yeah, and that could have been done. It's how Obi-Wan in one gets episode. over his trauma. My whole point is that. Yes, it's important, but was that did character development need to happen for 67% of the series? Well, to no. me, what you're telling me right now is that in a 45 minute episode, so in 45 minutes, Obi Wan's going to come over 10 years of trauma from killing his best friend after finding out that he's alive and not just alive, but as a Dark Lord of the Sith running the entire fucking universe. I don't well, know. How we, you well, he, just, he how didn't did you find out about that episodes? until the end of the second episode. Well, that's what my point is. So he's yeah. gonna find out, and then episode three starts. Oh my god! And then forty minutes later, yeah, I'm cool with it. Hmm. You'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that yeah. doesn't make sense. No, no. I mean, episode three, I thought that was great because he fought Vader. Then I thought that was a really good episode. Yeah. Episode four was the weakest in my opinion because. Oh, without a doubt. I thought episode four was the weakest because it's like, sure, he wasn't over the trauma of Vader, but he kind of sort of just, he sort of like got out of the back to tank and then he like was in a way better state than he was in episode three. I don't know, to me, I was just like, he wasn't like fully in lava. Like he got dragged through a fire pit. Well, mentally though. Mentally, Mentally, he was in a better spot. But to me, that was also more with like he's like we saw like he's slowly reconnecting with the force too. I don't think he's over the trauma with Vader. I think he, the fight would have gone the exact same way if he fought him again that episode. But we see him getting more back to the force itself and reconnecting with the force mm-hmm. and how that connects him to the living being or whatever. So, you want to call that. oh sorry, yeah. I, I, I sometimes when I have ideas, I just jump in. My bad. But um, so a Revenge of the Sith Obi Wan, like his level on the force. We don't think that that level of Obi-Wan could even mess with Vader at this point, right? Like, no, Vader would Vader's, probably Vader's even be Vader. Revenge of the Sith Kenobi. Yeah. So why... Mm. Like, well, I wonder what would happen if they did fight again. 
Because Revenge so, of Sathanakin could have been yeah. Obi-Wan, and the only reason he didn't was because he was too cocky. Well, that's yeah. the so thing, if it's right? this Vader, yeah. then he doesn't because he's too cocky. But if it's yeah. episode four Vader, yeah. It's you, so you still think because collected. this Vader is only nine years back that he... Rev, that's what I'm asking now. Revenge of the Sith Kenobi versus Vader in Kenobi, the series. Vader. Who would win? You'd take Vader, Vader still? Right? Because, like, look at the Force. Or, right? mm, no, actually, I take Obi-Wan. You take Obi-Wan. Yeah, Vader in like another two years, maybe like just enough for him to be like interesting, common collected. Like what Vader at the end of the series, I think is going to be because I think at the end of the series, we're going to see not just Obi-Wan's growth into like Ben, but we're going to see Vader into the common collected into the new nothing fucking Vader. phases of Sky, the Tampa Bay Lightning Vader. I feel so. We've already kind of seen that with his Reva fight. Like that was a, a step was into the start it, of it. Yep. right? Yeah, because he's like, just look got at what I can do to him by Obi-Wan. Anyone, god fucking damn it. Yeah. Anyhow, is that enough for Kenobi for that? Uh, well, what, what, what's, what's everyone's prediction for the last episode? So yeah, let's do a we prediction. know we're going to have a uh, an episode six connection. So, yep. an episode think... six connection? Oh, like, like to, uh, so Return of the Jedi. Yeah. You mean episode? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, like well, I actually, said... okay, wait, wait, wait. Britain, explain to the listeners why you think there's going to be an episode six connection. Okay, so for those who don't know, every episode so far has been connected to its direct like number correlation. So episode one had a lot of th- callbacks to the Phantom Menace, um, such as, like, oh, they're on Tatooine a lot. There's a young kid there. And then uh, we also find a young Force-sensitive kid, who in that episode was Leia. In episode two, we had a water planet, Camino. Um, I'm trying to think what else happened in episode two. They didn't, mm-hmm. but they had a water planet. Oh, and then episode two also had like we had that seedy, grimy, like underworld place that was a lot like Coruscant on the ground level when uh, Obi Wan was offered death sticks. Uh, episode three, we had an Obi Wan Vader fight. We had somebody getting burnt. Episode four, we had people sneaking into an Imperial base uh, to rescue somebody else and then get them out of there after which they were tracked. Episode five, we had people uh, rebels, yeah, like locked in on a place and having to escape. Episode five planet, was like such em- Emperor Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. So much like that. Yeah. So um, yeah, episode six. I think we're gonna get Ewoks eating stormtroopers, and then Yub Nub plays <laughs> at the end. <laughs> so yep, Brayden yep. predicts Ewoks. Stuart, what do you think is gonna happen in episode six? <laughs> I'm still just waiting for Liam Neeson. That's what I'm waiting for at this point. Yeah. Liam ne- oh, Liam Neeson, Force Ghost. There we go. Force Ghost showing yeah. up at the end. Liam Neeson. I yeah, so. I don't think that's gonna be the episode callback. Episode six callback. I think the episode six callback is gonna be. Reva is going to be somewhat redeemed and then she's going to die like Luke. Yeah. And I think we might see Vader get, like I said, we might see Vader get, I I wonder if we see palps. Mm. Kind of good point in that you got to keep that under wraps, but like they kept Luke under wraps for Mando. So it's true. You could keep palps that we'll see if they go the actual actor route or the like, de-aging stuff um, my prediction is that they have to give me something as to why leia doesn't know obi-wan that well in four, like five, i said six. it's fine she's fucking eight i don't remember what i did yesterday i just it'd be nice a, a nice little touch i think oh she was really traumatized and her brain like blocked that part out <laughs> oh, okay word psychology Braden. eight year old you need to see kai out. what do you want to see in episodes in episode six before it's all over um 
you know, I'm not like overly picky. I just I do want to see the Liam Neeson thing. Well, yeah. just like the Force Ghost, it doesn't. I don't even have to see him. I just want to hear the voice. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I do want to explain, and I need it to know how Obi Wan gets back to Tatooine without being followed or something. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I guess how I think we'll get that. And how Leia gets back to Alderaan. I can't wait for us to talk about this next week when we're recapping the whole series. What we've been blessed with this. This is kind of what we've been asking for for years, and we finally got it. Shall we move on? We shall. It's All right, everybody. Uh, get ready, get wet. We're going to everybody's favorite little corner of the universe. It's Love Corner. It's Love Corner, where you can find out how you compare to the Casanova of our times. The uh, what you're doing wrong in bed and how we can repair those you know what i'm gonna say it listeners what do we have an email for the pod or no at pod loose change or wait not at pod pod loose change at gmail.com listeners send in some uh send in some questions for your love life if you need advice in your love life send them in for love corner we'll read Sorry. them out is it you know, you'll get some at the loose change so Pod. The loose change pod at gmail.com. The loose change pod at gmail.com. Check the Insta for it. Or just DM us on Insta at loose change. DM us pod. on Insta. Um, DM Braden Insta. Send your relationship questions in. TikTok, comment them. We're going to clip this right now. Any relationship advice? Comment on the TikTok. I'll answer your questions next podcast. You're going to go, damn, that's good advice. I should have done this sooner. Braden's Love Corner is all about getting people in love. Mm-hmm. Let's make it happen. I'm the Cupid of our times. And the Casanova, the Casanova Cupid. The All right, Cupanova. Casanova Cupid. Cupanova. All right, so this week, um, are we actively talking to any women? No. No. That being said, <laughs> do we still have enough from this week? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so recap, Friday night. Do I go out to the bars? Yes. Yeah. Was it dead? Yes. Yeah. Did I talk to anybody? Uh, one girl asked if anybody spoke any foreign languages. And I wasn't around. Unfortunately, I would have started speaking Ukrainian to her. So I uh, didn't even get the swing and a miss with that one. The next night is my friend's sister's Jack and Jill. For those that don't know what Jack and Jill is, when people are getting married, they throw in these parties. And uh, it's essentially like a big fair. And, uh, you know, you pay to do stuff. So there's a door fee. You pay for drinks. There's games. You got to pay, pay to play the games. Uh, no points to raise money for the wedding. So I go. And I'm going with my buddies, and I'm thinking, okay, like, you know, I'll, I'll stay pretty sober, just hang out, and maybe there's some people when I talk to them. Uh, so I go to Pre, and uh, there's a girl there who, like, I'm, I'm acquainted with, and she's been in England studying for the last, like, little bit. So now she's got a British passport. So after a couple drinks, and we're both feeling it, I ask her, do you want to pretend to be my mail-order bride from England tonight? And we go up to just random people at the Jack and Jill tonight that we've never met. And we tell them that we're engaged and then I'll leave. And then you tell them about how you're only interested in my money. Whoa, and whoa. I thought you said you were sober before this pre. I was planning on doing that. And then we got a little out of hand. Oh, that'll happen. So she goes, yes, I want to do that with you. I'm like, fantastic. This is going to be so much fun. That sounds bad. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we go to the Jack and Jill. And I'm like, I got to get into it a little bit more first. I'm not drunk enough to be confident enough yet to like go up to strangers and say, this is my fiance. I've never met you before. Um, so I start getting into it and I get very silly very quickly. I make friends with the bartender. He's like this 50 year old dude who's worked at this tiny little pavilion for years. And he's cranking the vodka sevens out to me. Like it's nothing. So 
you know what? Maybe that should be our sponsor drink next week, but I'm loving it. So I'm taking him down. I'm taking him down. And I start going up. I'm like, this is, you know, insert name here. She's my fiance. I met her online on Tinder. She's the most beautiful one I've ever met in my life. I want to propose right now. Like, I already proposed, but I'd do it again. God damn it. If I could, I'm saying shit like that. And there's all these old people who are like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? And my original issue is I was saying mail order bride too much. I told the initial people like it's my mail order bride and like people didn't believe it. It wasn't, it wasn't good. Right. Because I mean, so one guy told me you got to stop at the mail order bride. Like it's way too obvious. I was like, shit, like, oh, you're right. Like true. And he goes, just play it cool. And then walk away and let her do the talking. Cause she's good. Like, That's a good point. Who should I go after? He goes, go after Gary. Gary is the father of the bride. No, okay. I've known Gary for a good 10 years. Best friends of the son. So I'm thinking, oh, should I do that? Should I go up to the father of the bride at a Jack and Jill and lie to him? Yes. So I went up to Gary and I told him, Gary, I want you to meet somebody very important to me. And I can't wait to do this for real. Ladies, if you want to be the real woman, then uh, hit me up. Our Dallas listener, if you want to be my mail order bride, let me know. We can make it work in real. But uh, anyhow, so she comes over and I'm like, this is my fiance. She just got here from England. And I walked away. And sure enough, he comes up to me 10 years or 10 years later. He comes up to me 10 minutes later. And he's like, Brayden, I had no idea you were engaged now. I'm like, I know, Gary, a lot changes. Life happens fast. And he goes, how'd it happen? Like, did you get her pregnant? Like, I'm like, oh, Gary, like, I hope not, buddy. But like, who knows? And he's like, you'll find out soon enough. I'm like, thanks, Gary. So then some other ladies start hitting my line. And they're like, what are you doing tonight? I'm like, I'm at this Jack and Joel. Like, come and show up. I'll pay for your entry fee. I don't care. I'm like, okay. So this new girl shows up who I don't, ugh, give me like an anonymous name we can use. Cheryl. Okay, so Cheryl shows up. I've never met Cheryl before. I'm friends with her sister. Not her sister. I'm friends with her friend. But I've never met Cheryl before. So Cheryl shows up. And I think my opening words to her are like, you were the most beautiful one I've ever seen in my life. Like, where have you been all night? That's not a bad opener. And she hits my vibes like right away. Like, she's like, oh my God. Like, are you my husband? Like, are you my future fiance? Like, okay. I know. So I'm kind of like, I'm like, I'm getting hot right now. Okay. I know. I'm, I'm getting hot at the moment. So I was like, oh my fucking God. Like, this is amazing. So. I um I told her I wanted to propose to her and she's like oh like you know like I I I, I don't know what am I saying she's not hesitant about it she goes absolutely I go you got a ring she's got rings on her other fingers and she gives me one of those rings and she goes propose I'm like okay <laughs> wait a second so now we're on this fringe of the dance floor I take her out not into the middle but like I take her out into the dance floor in front of like everybody at this Jack and Jill there's like 200 people there and I get down on one knee and I propose no you did not Mhm. Mhm. And What'd she not, every, not everybody she says she said yes. Not she everybody said saw, yes. Not everybody saw but like some people were like what the fuck is going on? Like is this real? Like I heard some old people go, "Yo, is that a proposal?" <laughs> like it was so funny. <laughs> then we're dancing the rest of the night. She was great. So then I follow her on and say, "Here's our DMs from later that night at 2:15 in the morning." I reply to her story that she posted at 6 p.m. at Cheryl Cheryl. Babes, this is great. Thumbs up. She goes, love you. I reply, so glad I proposed tonight. When you know, you know. So I got, I got, I think, I think I got it. The only issue is that she did tell me, she's like, cause I told her, I was like, I, I need to like make love to you. Like, what are you doing? And she's like, I leave for, I don't know, she's going to like South America or something in like a month for like three months. So looks like I'm going to have to do long distance yet again. But uh, like I said, when you know, you know who just scored. Look at this safe. 
Tampa's oh, winning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tampa tonight. It should Tampa. have taken Tampa and under. Uh-oh. It'll be 2-1 Tampa when you guys hear this. Or 2-1 Colorado when you guys are listening to this <laughs> podcast. My so God. What my, my current future wife. Uh, we'll see if she continues to be so. Uh, we're dancing. Like, I was in the dance floor like a savage. Like, I was doing great. Um, they had a bunch of games. They, like, they had one where you had to, like, lift up a, a can of beer. You know, like a 2-4. And hold it, like, straight arm above your belly button. And, like, set a record. A case of beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. two, four, a yeah. bud, bottles. And um, shit was heavy. That was tough. I think I got to like 40 seconds. That's pretty good. Yeah, but I was screaming, I'm Ukrainian. I can fucking do this. And I was like yelling shit like that. And like old people were all looking at me. So then later that night, like I'm outside, I'm telling dirty jokes to people because I do stand up on the side. And um, <laughs> this old woman walks past and she goes, hey, that's that Ukrainian kid. I like him. He's fucking funny. And then she gets in the Uber, drives away. Didn't I didn't say a single word to her like one on one. And I was telling the guys there was a couple there that were like, I know the girl. I never met the guy before. Um, and I've told you guys my stance on, and I think I've told the pod my my theory with uh, you only have to be better than one. But yep. anyhow, so I met the boyfriend for the first time. Nice guy. I liked him. I liked him well enough. And uh, he's, I guess, in a fight. He's leaving the party. And I was doing stand-up outside at the point where he's leaving. And I ask, I go, you want to hear a dirty joke? And he goes, no. Oh, fuck. All right. Oh, Tampa has just scored. As we, oh, Colorado has just scored. Never mind. Sorry. As we, uh, the Chushkin. Oh, my God. It's hot. The kid is hot. Imagine they get swept. <laughs> yeah, Colorado's winning. I'm going to have to edit this podcast so much. Ah, we're fine. Anyhow, to finish up left corner. Yeah, this couple gets in a fight, and I'm going, oh, do I swoop in like Danny DeVito when always sunny? Oops, I dropped my monster condom that I used on my Magnum Dong. Did not use that line, though I heavily wanted to. Uh, you know what? It's all about the long game, fellas. It's all about the long game. He's got to have the thickest fucking cock. Danny DeVito? Yeah. Dude, absolutely. got to be the world record for a chode. <laughs> I've got competition with Danny DeVito. I've got competition. Is that what you said? Yeah. No one competes with Danny DeVito. Anyhow, that was the extent of my tomfoolery. So um, do you think there's anything that's going to come out of from you having a wife now? Or like, We'll see. I'll hit her fiance? up this weekend. I'm going to tell her to come out this weekend and we'll see how that goes. But like her vibes are immaculate. Like I actually fell in love a little bit. Um, let's go. Let's go. So we'll see what happens. You want to hear the dirty jokes I told? Uh, okay. I'll cut it. As soon as I hear one that's too dirty. There's two. There's two. All right. Can we tell both? I mean, fire away. I know, but if you're going to cut it, I don't. I want to make sure I get the good one. <laughs> Just do both. I'll, I'll see. Let I'll me tell the first one, and I'll do the second one. Okay, the first one. There's two women that are uh, driving down a road one night. You know, there's the moon. It's uh, just late in the evening. Anyhow, so as they're driving down there, two women. Uh, give me two women names. Helen and... Uh, Regal. Helen and Muriel, they're driving down. They're coming across this bridge, driving over the bridge. Helen goes, Muriel, pull over. I got to take, a- I've always wanted to pee off a bridge. I've always wanted to pee off the side of a bridge. Goes, All right. So Helen goes over, pulls the pants down, and she hops up on the bridge. She's getting ready to pee over. She looks down. Oh, my God, Muriel, I can't go yet. There's two people in a canoe paddling down there right now. Helen goes, Helen, you idiot. That's not a canoe. That's your reflection. You want to explain that for the listeners? 
Uh, so the joke. You don't there, have to. That's you don't okay. have to. That's okay. Don't explain the that's joke. Okay. Don't explain the I was joke. Just kidding. You, want, you want to hear another joke? Let's hear it one more. A woman is very nervous about the size of her opening. <laughs> her opening? Yeah, you know, the size of her opening. So she goes to her mom. It's the night of her wedding. She goes, Mom, Mom, what am I doing to do? Like, I'm so big down there that when Harry marries me, he's gonna he's gonna divorce me when he sees how big I am down there. Mom goes, Don't worry. This is the problem that runs in the family. So you're gonna do what I did on my wedding night. You're gonna take a piece of raw liver and shove it up there. He won't know the difference. <laughs> Mom, are you sure? She's oh, I did it with my I did it with your father. <sighs> so she does it. They have eight hours of amazing sex all night long. She wakes up the next morning. He's gone, but there's a note on her on her uh, you know on the uh, on the bedside table. There it says to my darling Harriet, I can't believe I waited. Th- we waited this long to consummate our marriage. I can only dream of being back in your arms, but the only reason I'm not right now is though I could be off at work to earn enough for our future family because I want to be the one who's able to provide for you. Once five o'clock hits, I'll be back on the wicked wings of gospel to be back in your loving arms and to support you even more. P.S. Your cunts in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're just, you're just ripping off Funkhouse now, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Those are both Super Dave jokes. Um, we, love so, we love Super Dave Osborne. Super Dave is a genius lost in our generation. So most people I was telling those jokes to had no idea what I was talking about. Only like the three Curb Your Enthusiasm fans knew the jokes that I was telling. Yeah, a joke's a joke. You can't rip off a joke. A joke's a joke. Now, I requested uh, to be given the mic to tell those jokes to the 250 crowd or whatever. 250 um, listeners, yep. Yeah, but I was told, uh, no, I was not allowed to be the MC. Mm. Wow. Well, that's, that's why you have a podcast. So mm-hmm. you can tell those jokes instead. Um, Brayden, what did the dumb blind kid get for Christmas? What? Cancer. 